Support for this podcast comes from Smart Recruiters, the hiring success company. Smart Recruiters is an enterprise-grade talent acquisition suite designed for hiring success. Move beyond applicant tracking with a modern platform that provides everything you need to attract, select and hire the best talent. From candidate relationship management, sourcing and recruitment marketing, to screening, selection and offer management, experience a talent acquisition suite with a user experience that candidates, hiring managers and recruiters all love. Companies from Kelly Services to Visa to Bosch leverage smart recruiters to achieve hiring success and expand their business. Visit Smart Recruiters at www.smartrecruiters.com to find out why companies across the globe consider them the number one ATS replacement. There's been more of scientific discovery, more of technical advancement and material progress in your lifetime and mine than in all the ages of history. Hi everyone, this is Matt Alder. Welcome to episode 153 of the Recruiting Future podcast. Establishing metrics that are clear, meaningful and easy to measure has always been a problem in recruiting. Cost per hire, time to hire and quality of hire all provoke much debate about their usefulness and their ability to be effectively measured. Recruiting software provider Smart Recruiters recently devised a methodology for hiring success metrics that are designed to be easy to measure but robust enough to stand up to board or executive team scrutiny. To illustrate how they work in practice, they actually applied them to improve their own recruiting activity. My guest this week is Sarah Wilson, Smart Recruiters Head of People, to talk us through their experience of doing this. Hi, Sarah, and welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. Could you just introduce yourself and tell everyone what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Sarah Wilson, and I am the head of people for Smart Recruiters, which is a recruiting software company. And my role is to run uh, all of the HR function inclusive of the talent acquisition uh, process for Smart Recruiters across uh, six countries. And what kind of um, recruiting challenges do you do you have at Smart Recruiters? So other than being in the limelight all the time, because as a recruiting software company, you need to be really good at recruiting, um, really the, the challenges have been around balancing speed, so velocity and making sure that we have the right people in the right seats at the right time with ensuring that we have the top quality people. When your organization is in hyper growth, every role is a mission critical hire and and there are very few that um, you can make a mistake on. So making sure that there's a balance between speed and quality. Um, it's an age old problem in talent acquisition, but it's it's very, very real for us. So um, a few weeks back, I was at the excellent event that Smart Recruiters ran in Berlin. And uh, you were on stage with um, the CEO um, talking about the the hiring success um, metrics that Smart Recruiters has developed. Um, could you sort of talk us through that and how it and how it works? 
Yeah, for sure. So there are three key metrics. One of the things that we wanted to make sure we did when we were thinking about building out metrics for talent acquisition is making sure that they were they were measures that a CEO or a board of directors or an executive team would, first of all, understand and second of all, really, really care about. Um, there are so many measures in talent acquisition that are really designed for a recruiting function and, and they become sort of internal measures, but they don't really pack a punch when you're in the boardroom. So, uh, so we broke it down into three main categories. They are uh, spend, speed, and quality. Um, and I can, I'll give you a bit of an overview of each one and sort of how we measure them. So the first is, is your hiring budget. So that is how much you spend uh, on your talent acquisition function annually. And, and the way that we calculate it is it's a percentage of your new hire payroll. So take your entire talent acquisition budget, process systems, tools, people, the whole nine yards, um, and then take your annual new hire payroll for the year, divide one against the other, and it gives you a percentage. Uh, so that's how we're calculating spend. The The reason why we took that measure as opposed to, say, a cost per hire or one of the other more traditional metrics in spend is that when, a, when you ask a CEO about what they're spending on recruiting, they think executive search, right? So they think, well, between 25 and 35% of that person's new hire salary is what we would spend if we hired an agency. So they already have a bit of a frame of reference uh, as opposed to thinking about uh, something in terms of your budget and the way you're budgeted from the finance department. So, so that's the budget number. Uh, the second number is is around speed or velocity. And so time to hire is the traditional measure. Uh, so how many days does it take for you to fill a position? And it's usually an average, right? Um, we decided instead to take hiring velocity, which is what percentage of your roles are filled on time. And there are a few reasons for that. One being that when you take an average, if your organization hires a high volume of entry-level roles one month, and then they hire a high volume of executives another month, your average time to hire is going to skew heavily one direction or the other. And so the number doesn't mean a lot um, unless you're taking huge aggregate numbers over long, long periods of time and you're really just using it for trending data. Um, whereas hiring velocity shows you of the, of the target start dates of these roles. So the times when you need these people in seat, what percentage of them are you actually filling on that, on or before that date? And then the third measure, which is typically the most nebulous in the talent acquisition world, is all around quality of hire. Um, and I have worked for many different companies and many different places, and all of them have measured this differently. Uh, and so the way that we built the quality metric is it's very similar to a net promoter scores, which is a, a traditionally a marketing uh, measure. We call it the net hiring score. And it's really simple. It's, it's a one question survey that goes to the hiring managers and it goes to the new hires. Uh, at about nine, we do it at about 90 days of hire because that's usually right around when the honeymoon phase wears off and the, and the two people are both taking like a true hard look at one another to make sure that it's a fit. Uh, and the single question we ask it, the hiring manager is on a scale of one to 10, how perfect is this new hire for the job? And then conversely for the new hire on a scale of one to 10, how perfect is this job for you? Uh, and just like a net promoter score, we take away, uh, it's a negative point for everything six and less. You get a, a positive point for every, every nine and 10. You get no points for seven and eight. And it gives you an overall promote, promoter score, essentially, um, based on the quality of the hire that you've made. So those are the three measures. It's it, They're all super easy to measure. 
um, don't require an advanced degree in mathematics. And, uh, and I anyway have seen them, them be relatively meaningful for the executive team. Now, I know that one of the first things you did was apply those measures to your own um, talent acquisition. What, what, what did you find and um, what, did you, what did you feel you had to improve? Yeah, great question. So um, overall, I think we were doing okay. Like if I, if I were giving us a measure, at, like a score out of 10, we were probably like a six or a seven out of 10. We were doing all right. Um, from a quality perspective, we were in the positive. So net, net hiring score uh, to be a positive number, sort of positive 10 or better, generally speaking, is, is a decent number. Um, it's obvious that the measure is on a scale of negative 100 to positive 100, right? So once you're in the positives, you're, you're doing relatively well. Uh, and we were a positive of 22. So of, of the hires we were making, uh, we were making pretty good quality hires. Uh, we were spending very little money. So our hiring budget was very low. So we were four and a half percent overall in terms of budget, which to be fair, we get a, a fairly deep discount on our talent acquisition software considering that we <laughs> created it. Um, but our, bu- our budget was pretty solid. So we, I don't think we were uh, overspending in any, in any case. Um, but we weren't spending necessarily in the right places. So we still had a significant amount of spend in uh, external search firms uh, that I think was probably the result of just not having the right processes in place and not having the right team to support the organization. And then what, where we were really hurting was in velocity. So we were only hiring on time 25% of the time. So um, in terms of sort of overall diagnosis, I would say we were taking our sweet time in making decisions. Uh, we weren't spending a ton of money on process and uh, sourcing and you know, systems, but we, we were still hitting a net positive quality score. So speed was important without compromising quality. And in order to do that, I think we needed to spend just a little bit more money. I was going to say, my next question was, what did you, you know, what did you do to, uh, what did you do to sort of, I was going to say fix the situation, but that's probably the wrong, the wrong phrase to, 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 to use. What, what did you do to improve the situation? Perfect. I was about to say, I, I'd say improve, not fix, because it wasn't totally broken, <laughs> uh, but, but definitely needed some Definitely needed some improvement. We want to be poster children for the best recruiting process out there, right, as a recruiting software company. So uh, so there was definitely some room for improvement. Um, so there were a few things. So the first was had a, we had a really frank conversation with our CEO around um, budget and spend and, and what we could get if we spent a little bit more money. So if you give me another half a point or another point of the new higher payroll, here's what I can deliver to you was sort of the way that I framed the conversation with him. Um, and really the things that as a team we focused on were, for, well, first of all, building a team. So making sure we had the right recruiters focused on the right, uh, on the right parts of our business, making sure that you know, our technical hires and engineering hires were being hired by uh, engineering talent, that the sales teams were being hired by people who understood sales, that kind of thing. Um, and then so that we could rationalize some of the agency spend uh, and use it by bringing, bringing a lot of that function in-house. But the other big thing that, that we did, so we're, we're internally a very small team and, and I uh, don't love the concept of building an army. I would love to be able to do really, really great work without having a huge number of people uh, reporting into me doing 
really basic fat tasks. So one of the things that was really important in the in the change or the migration for us was distributing. We could sort of call it sharing the recruiter love, but it was really distributing uh, the work of the recruiting portfolio across the entire hiring team. So um, an example of this would be rather than having the recruiter sit and screen resumes for four hours every morning or three hours every morning, uh, that task is assigned to the individual contributors who are members of the hiring team. So for a product manager search, the other product managers are the people who um, actually complete the resume screening. So it allows us to uh, have the recruiters focusing on some of the higher value work like uh, conducting face-to-face interviews or market mapping and doing some really deep sourcing. And I mean, do you find that the, uh, you know, are, are these sort of metrics, um, you know, is it is it possible to improve all of them at the same time? Or are there inevitably some, you know, some trade-offs between speed and quality, um, you know, that, that kind of thing? Um, it, it's interesting. So I, uh, my opinion on this is you can improve speed and quality at the same time, but it's unlikely you'll be able to do both of those things and spend less money. Um, you're, you're likely to need a little bit more cash if you want to maintain your speed or improve your speed while maintaining or improving your, your quality. Um, it, it is, but it is definitely not impossible to, to sort of two out of three improve at the same time. Um, and it all depends on how you define improvement because sometimes spending a little bit more money isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, you have to spend money to make money, right? I think that's the phrase. So, so two out of three, absolutely. Um, there's definitely a risk if you regressively go after increasing speed that you could compromise on quality unless you have, unless you're really keeping a sort of a laser, a laser focused eye on, on your quality measure. Uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a risk for sure. So what would your advice be to, um, an employer who wanted to start this kind of process and, uh, you know, really embrace um, these kind of metrics in their own recruiting? Yeah, great, great question. So I think, first of all, I would make sure you start with a benchmark. So understand where you're at today. Um, Sometimes benchmarking is scary, right? Because you don't want to really lift up the rug and see what's underneath. But um, but having a clear benchmark of the the three measures is important. And like I said, they are not complex to calculate, uh, very straightforward, and you don't need a lot of fancy tooling to be able to get the the metrics in place. So I think having a benchmark is your first is your first step. And then thinking about of the three measures, which is the most important to your business and focusing on one as a starting point rather than trying to improve all three at the same time. Um, it, it, I think over time it's you can imp- certainly improve all three, but focus on the one thing that you think will make the biggest difference in your organization. It's usually a hot button for your executive team. Um, either quality or speed usually is, is what it's one or the other. It's unlikely that the, the key measure you want to focus on right away is spend. Um, and instead using the spend, the spend component as a negotiation tactic. So final question. Um, what's next? What, where, where are you, um, what are you sort of focusing on the next sort of 12 to 18 months? Yeah. So, uh, we're about to launch our CR CRM product. Uh, so my big focus for the next three to six months is build the best damn CRM strategy talent acquisitions ever seen so that by this time next year, I'm sitting on stage talking about all the amazing things we did with CRM uh, is the big thing for me in the short term. At 12 to 18 months from now, I think we are in a pretty rapid expansion. So 
over the next year to year and a half, we're going to see some really explosive growth and making sure that what we're building from a talent acquisition perspective scales really well without, like I said in the beginning, having to build an army. Uh, it's not my, not my style. So making sure we're sharing the love and distributing the work in a way that allows us to continue to scale without having to grow the team by you know, four or five X. So those are the two big things. Sarah, thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, this is great. Thanks so much for having me. My thanks to Sarah Wilson. You can subscribe to this podcast in Apple Podcasts or via your podcasting app of choice. The show also has its own dedicated app, which you can find by searching for Recruiting Future in your app store. If you're a Spotify user, you can also find the show there. You can find all the past episodes at www.rfpodcast.com. On that site, you can subscribe to the mailing list and find out more about working with me. Thanks very much for listening. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll join me. This is my show.